Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. And we are finally back with another episode of Chew On This. K-Dog, Kevon, how are you? Teresa, I am good. It's good to be back with you again. <laughs> so I will go into it later, but I had to take a little bit of a hiatus from the podcasting arena. Even my pod- my main podcast, The Mothership, nobody told me that. I had to kind of put a pause on that. And uh, well, we can talk about that towards the end. But Kevin, you just kept on going with your Dental Assistant Nation and your uh, podcast that you do for Speaking Consulting Network. My goodness, you stay busy when I'm over here going oh my goodness, what do I do? You know, it's one of those things things I'm ready for you whenever you're ready. So I'm just going to (laughs) keep climbing the mountain that I'll help you up whenever you're ready for it. So it's awesome when you have friends that you don't talk to for a long time, even though I talk to you the whole time, there's friends that you don't (laughs) talk to the whole time. And then like you get back together and you're like, it's never been a a thing. Like it feels like we've been recording this whole time, but Audience members are like, uh, no, you haven't been. Act, yeah. So. And, and the cool thing is, seriously, I've heard from audience members, and I know you have as well, going, yeah. uh, where are you? So <laughs> it's, been, it's been nice to know we've been missed. How about that? Well, and you know, when I said, oh, I, I'm on a hiatus, when I said that in like March, okay, but now we're in July. So I get why people are like, uh, hello. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so we'll go over all of that at the end because I don't want to bore any potential new listeners that are like, I don't care, Teresa, tell me, tell me the news, <laughs> tell me what's going on. Uh, you just went on a, uh, a tour of the Dykema conference. Did yeah, you not? I did. And, and, you know, I'm based here in the Denver area and, uh, the Dykema meeting was once again this year at the Gaylord Rockies, uh, just outside the Denver International Airport. And and it was really a very interesting meeting. Very can, first, yeah. I was going to say, can you, for people who may not be familiar with Dykema, what, what is a Dykema? Well, that's where I was just going. So it's, <laughs> you know, so it, it was the first time that I'd ever been to a Dykema meeting. And Dykema is very much the, I would say the kingpin of DSO meetings right now. I would say that it is a meeting that if you're in the group dental space, it's a meeting that you're very interested in. And the the interesting thing to me, again, as a first-time person, was that there were not only doctors walking around there, but there were also venture capitalists walking around there. There were also potential investors walking around there. There were uh, a lot of lawyers walking around there. So it was a very diverse crowd, one that maybe you wouldn't see at a Greater New York or a Chicago Midwinter. And it had a different vibe to it. And and I think you and I have talked, you know, before about the RDH Under One Roofs and the ADOMs, these very specialty conferences and how they're growing. And that was the first thing I thought whenever I walked into Dykema is that this is a meeting that everybody has a reason to be at. It's a very specialized meeting and everybody has that that thought of here's why we're here. You know, it's not just wandering the show floor and trying to pick up a free toothbrush. It was really, we have a purpose for being here. And and I thought it was a very well-executed conference and a lot of very interesting uh, topics, you know, and topics that really applied to me and you as business people as much as they did the dentists or the venture capitalists who were in the room. See, I love the fact that there's just business, business, business. I mean, yeah. that, that I love. And 
I, I know that leadership and um, empowerment has a place, and that's why I think women in DSO seems to be yes. the next empowerment type converse, uh, conference that's out there. And by the way, not not all women. I would, looking at the pictures of women in DSO, there's a lot of men there. So I think it's just going to be a fun conference like that, empowerment conference. But yeah. so Dykema seems to be more. Um, meat and potatoes, and there's another one too. Is it the DEO summit that Jake yeah. Jake, Jake Poole or yeah, so Poole there, puts on? So there's actually three, and and okay. the DEO is is was earlier in the year. It was back in June while we were at the Speaking Consulting Network meeting in Portland. They were having that in Scottsdale, and then in October. There's the conferences sponsored by Group Dentistry now uh, that oh. our friend Bill that our friend Bill Newman oh, uh, puts yeah. on, yeah, okay. and that'll be in Nashville, and I am going to that meeting as well. I think it's really important to kind of keep you know the proverbial finger on the pulse because I think for so long in dentistry we've kind of been like, oh, we'll just keep them over there. We're not going to look over there, and we're going to focus on what we've got to do. And I I don't think you can do that anymore. I think that you've got to understand that DSO is a part of the way that things are. And it's not just the Heartlands, the Aspens, the Pacifics. It is the three to five dental practices that are getting together and forming a group. Right. And right. that's what I'm really watching. Well, in the dental industry, I think we're starting to see that there's strength in numbers. Even if it's a, a small, a single digit number, there's still strength in numbers. Sure. And the the whole idea of because I, I talked to somebody and they said, but I, I don't I don't market to the DSO. And I said, yeah. yeah, but look at all these business classes that they're giving and look at all these industry outlook classes that they're giving. So I was kind of excited about that. That that's really what I'm more interested in. So if I need um if I need empowerment and leadership, I'll you know I'll call up Judy Kay. I'll call up even Dana. Sometimes inspires me. Your your lovely bride because she, she inspires is, me every day. Yes. She, oh, yeah, good, good. That's how good. about that? See? If she's yes. listening, good, good. Dana, that, that was I didn't for tell you, honey. There I you didn't go. tell him to say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you know she, the fact that she she works like all the time and has such good ideas. So things like that. Um, but sometimes you want to be in the audience learning. You know you what do. I mean? And and that's what I really like. And, and that's the thing. I sat in the back on some of these panels who were talking about how to build how to build a million dollar practice. And, you know, some of the lessons that they taught in that, you could take out the word practice and put in the word business. Mm. And it applied. So, you know, mm. I, I thought it was really interesting. But it was also a show that you know, whenever I walked the, the, the hallway was the exhibit hall, kind of like we've seen at ADOM in the past. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing to me was to see all the little conclaves of business that were going on. Henry Schein had its own room. Patterson had its own room. So there was a lot going on behind the scenes that was very business related, but it was very important for those companies to be there. And there were a lot of companies, you know, our friends at Vine were there and, and uh, Overjet and Pearl in the AI space. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of technology companies were there. And that was kind of eye-opening to me to see that that was your main exhibitor was, was really the technology-focused uh, items. So let's talk about AI because you, um, we were saying in the pregame that, you know, there was just a ton of AI stuff there. Yeah. And, um, and I know my friend, um, our friend Florian from Videa Health was there as well. So tons of AI companies there. But, you know, and just as a side note, I'm attending the National Association of Dental Plan um, conference and I'm on their education committee, which goes over all the classes that are supposed to be that we have to consider. 
And the overwhelming majority, like more than half of the classes that we had to really look at were AI classes being mm. put forward by doctors and by companies. So we were like, and we were like, we can't have 20 classes on AI. So they had to consolidate. They're doing panels. That's a side note, but it really spoke to just how much this is going to impact our practices, but, and mostly behind the scenes, right? Like you're not going to really see it. It's not going to be in your face. So g give me your, your feeling, your observations, all things AI. Well, my, my feeling is that people don't even understand what this is going to do for the dental industry yet. And I think that we, as those key opinion leaders, and, and I'm talking to my friends out in the magazine industry as well, that we've got to do a better job explaining to people what AI is. So they don't think this is Skynet, you know, and, and Terminator's coming or something like that. You know, this is, this is really something that is going to impact everybody. And you can't just turn your back and say, eh, it, it is. So yeah, it's yeah. going to change how you do your job. And, and I think that we've got to be cognizant of that. And from the dental assistant to the, you know, office manager, everybody in the practice has to know how it's going to impact them individually. Who knew artificial intelligence was going to be something that we would talk about? I mean, I remember years ago, you and I talked about how 3D printing of an actual bridge yeah. in Asia, an actual bridge that you cross, yep. happened. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's coming to dentistry. And, and of course it did. And now you've got, you know, the this robot maybe even is doing dentistry. Have you heard about the robot? There's oh, yeah. a robot doing implant dentistry. That's been around for a while. Um, not in a ton of offices, I think maybe one or two, but then you, you also have, um, you know, robots doing your website, answering your phones, chatting, all that. It's not just some big face on a screen. That's not artificial intelligence. No. So, and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and every two years I, I try to get over to the, the IDS meeting in Cologne, Germany, you know, and, and I've talked about it a little bit on here about it being the really the place where you see things that are coming three to five years down the road. And my plan is to go back there again in March. I missed it the last time because of the pandemic. But I in every year, there's something that all of a sudden just takes over the whole show. And I remember a few years ago, it was implants. Uh, I remember if, uh, last time I was there, it was CAD cam out the wazoo everywhere, <laughs> you know, and, but I fully expect this time whenever I walk in, it's going to be AI. I, I would absolutely bet, bet the bank that that's going to be the technology trend that I see there. Ooh, there's our title. AI up the wazoo. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> the NC-17, yes, uh, that we get for on here, you know. So, hey. <laughs> oh, put the headphones on the kids. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, okay, so you've got AI looking at the x-rays. You've got AI going through the schedule and and automating tasks that way. I mean, if you think about it, verification of eligibility and benefits is a form of AI. Um, and they have, uh, so the DSOs actually, let me backtrack. The DSOs are utilizing AI, but not the same way insurance carriers are utilizing AI. So did you get a good sense of that one versus the other being more I mean, you were in a DSO meeting, though. I should say you. Yeah, but but I, I but I still think it's it's in the explanatory process. I, I think yeah. that everybody's still trying to figure out exactly what this is, and companies are trying to explain to people that kind of get the glazed over look in their eyes about what mm -hmm. it is too. So, I, I think the message is out there, but I don't think it's sinking in just yet. So, I think we've got to figure out a way to actually get that through because 
you know, you were talking about 3D printing. I think forever people are like, oh, there's no place for that in my practice. And all of a sudden people went, oh, actually there is. And here's right. how it fits in the digital workflow. So I think the same thing is going to happen with AI, that there's going to be a light bulb, a collective light bulb come on at some point. So one thing that I was told by, by multiple companies, multiple AI companies, is that their big push is to the DSOs for mentorship purposes, meaning mm -hmm. they get them to upload their database, all that kind of stuff, and then they can use it to identify treatment opportunities and all that. And I was told it's not necessarily to drum up extra income, and I can see that because it really the patient has to accept treatment anyways. But they were using it more for their newer dentists to, I guess, make sure that they were they were catching everything. But the behind the scenes on that, Kevin, let's peel back the curtain because I like to do that. Yeah, is that the DSOs have huge databases of X-rays. And what they're doing, and they're all tagged because of the digital systems, they're all tagged number 12, 13, 14, you know, all that stuff. So the, the AI companies get better as they have more images. So the race is on for the AI company to acquire the most images so that their computers can continue to learn and learn and learn. And then they get better, better, better. So you're going to start seeing, I think in another year, you're going to start seeing these accuracy measures. They're going to be you know, measuring, you know, okay, we, you missed a DO on number four, and then the dentist goes in there to verify. And it's like, I don't see anything. This computer's whack, you know? So you're going to start seeing those kinds of statistics, and they're already doing it, but they'll, they'll start publishing it. But that really, that's the behind the scenes of the AI companies going after the DSOs, because it's a mutual thing. And so it's really been interesting to see who's really gained some space in there. I think Overjet and Pearl have done... The most inroads, Videa has been um, getting in there. They have to get clearance by the, I don't know what which one they have to get clearance by, FDA? Is it FDA they have to get I think clearance? it is. Something, yeah. And so I think as you start to see use cases, I, could, I hope that some enterprising doctor out there starts doing this, like just takes x-rays and does webinars where like, what's the diagnosis? What's the diagnosis? You know, so... That would be fun, I think, for, for new doctors, dental students, and for dental office team members. It, it would. And I think, you know, what you just said a minute ago about having to get the x-rays correct and making sure that the, the machine tells you if they're not correct. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's where we've got to start explaining to the dental assistants in the, in the audience and, and in the offices that, you know, this is why it's important to do it right the first time. Right. And more than ever, it, it is. And so I think that we've really got up our game in that respect to have these, you know, fewer, fewer mistakes that the machine catches, the better, you know, always. Yeah. And hopefully you could even catch it at the time that you take the radiograph, right? Yeah. Like, so I think that's what you were just mentioning. And so I, I propose to the AI companies, which I know they're all listening to this podcast. Of course. Hello. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to propose two levels of learning for our team members. The first is new, you know, be gentle, be nice. Maybe even a little message that says, good try, but you probably need to do it again. This isn't going to pass muster. A little yeah. gamification is what yeah, you're Yeah, a little about. gamification. Like and then there's a second level that you put for the experienced people. And, and these people need it that says, you know better. What kind <laughs> of x-ray was that? Are you serious right now? That's what I want to see popping up. So, 
You know, that bite is so open, I could drive a truck through it. That kind of thing. <laughs> that, that, I, I'm anxious to see these two modules and see the jump in. in oh, you'll get better next time versus what were you thinking? You know, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. <laughs> Put your phone down and take an x-ray. Take a proper x-ray. And, and if any companies are listening, I'm happy to come up with these messages for you. I have a ton of them. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. This when is going to be fantastic. When I see these crappy x-rays that they get sent that, that are sent into the insurance carriers i have had so many thoughts about them i'm happy to put them all down for you when, when next year at document there's a there's a booth that offers a trap door for people if they don't get it right I, i'm gonna go well i know who came up with that so that's fantastic <laughs> don't you know you have a review coming up like <laughs> anyways and if i could make it an actual announcement that'd be great so the patient hears and it's like hey what's that voice oh nothing <laughs> oh nothing nothing pay no attention to the man by the nothing. curtain no. oh, yeah. i gotta yeah. retake this x-ray can you open wide <laughs> I'm just saying corrective measures come in all sorts of different yeah. ways. So. I, the, the pressure that would be on. I like it, you know, but, but <laughs> diamonds come from pressure. Let's never forget. So Only there you giving go. it to um, experienced people who should know better. I would never want to tear down a newbie, but there's a whole <laughs> bunch of girls out there. And I'll just say girls because those are the ones that I've been dealing with that, you know, they've been doing this long enough. They know better. They know better. So they just want to go to lunch or whatever. So anyways, Anyways, that's my rant. That's my rant. So, uh, you know, okay. It's, it's a good rant, and, and I will happily applaud you whenever this uh, becomes a reality. That's fantastic. <laughs> so I was told that the meeting, the Dykema meeting, is shifting to more of an industry thing right now. Mm -hmm. The Dykema meeting felt like dental meetings used to be 15 years ago, where there were actual, you could see deals and deal makers. Yeah. Because... It, the audience, you know, they might be new to dentistry or they may not, they probably don't attend as many trade shows as we do for crying out loud. But the, the fact is, is in the trade shows, a lot of the business is done off the floor. You know, the power people are there, but it's not done on the floor. And right. it sounds like it went back to, you could see the power people, you could meet the power people. And that's pretty cool to see that come back. And it's another niche meeting, which I think you and I have said for a while, the niche meetings are going to really kill it in the next couple of years. Oh, I, I have no doubt, you know, and, and I feel like I've I've been out in the wilderness eating locusts and honey and talking about this for a while. But it feels like <laughs> it feels like this is where our industry is going, you know, is that the state shows that you and I go to that often struggle for attendance and struggle to, to bring people in. You know, people don't have to go to a trade show anymore. They're, they're They really don't. But these things like this is where I think our industry is going, that you want to go to RDH under one roof. You want to go to ADOM. You want to go to Dykema. You don't have to. And that's a completely different mindset. Right, right. And and again, networking too. So, yeah. so for a lot of the listeners who are in an office and not planning on going into the business side of the industry, I mean, it's just a peek behind the curtains. But if you are looking to maybe make that transition to corporate or DSO, maybe this is something you put on your calendar for next year. Well, and it's... In Denver next year again? It is. It's back in Denver. So what I understand is that Dykema does three-year runs. Uh, they pick somewhere and they're there for three years. So this oh, will be okay. the third of three years in Denver. And, and one thing I want to add is that, you, you know, you and I both have that passion, obviously, for the team member side of things. There were no team members there. I mean, very, very few team members. This was a doctor, you know, C-suite level meeting. So that was something that I, I found very interesting as well. So one thing that 
I want to say to people who are thinking about going into the industry is I always thought the dentist business meetings where there weren't no team, weren't no, weren't no, weren't any (laughs) team members, um, actually are the the best ones because you're in there learning things that you're not going to learn at, you know, dental insurance in a day. You're not, I mean, my class isn't going to teach you the behind the scenes. So that, that's the kind of stuff that I think you do need to know. And if you're running a single practice and you're always going to run a single practice, that's okay because go for the business skills, not just at Dykema, but at, you know, any of the, any of the conferences that teach pure business, go for that. That's what you need. Yeah. And and I really do think learning from people who have been there and done that, which I felt like these panels were, you know, Mm -hmm. they were sharing their, here's how I did it, you know, and it's not going to work for everybody. We know that, Mm -hmm. but, but still, I think it's a lot better than sometimes you just walk in on a course and you don't really know the background of the the instructor. Right. Which is most of the time. It it is. And, and, you know, and, and I think that that goes back to the shift that we've seen in trade shows as well, you know, and, is that there's a lot of sponsored speakers now. And I mm-hmm. think that we that's one thing that has ultimately hurt trade show attendance is that people know that if they're walking into a room, they may get a two-hour commercial for a certain product. And yeah. I think we've got to make sure as an industry that that doesn't happen. So it, it's funny that you said that because that's what I was talking to um, somebody from a dental association, and, and she was saying, you know, what who are your sponsors and i said well here's a list of possible sponsors and she's like oh like i think she thought i was going to walk in with one big sponsor i because sure. that's what she's used to and then i looked at who else was on the meeting and i said oh of course yeah you know, she's just expecting me to bring, bring a one one big wallet to the table <laughs> you Flop. Know? here you go yeah. <laughs> let me speak now uh so yeah but but you know isn't it funny kevin that in our industry people take classes and they sign up for classes from people they don't know. Like I don't in, in the real world, like when I spend money on classes, I want to know the instructor knows what they're doing and all that kind of stuff. But I think the vast majority of people in our classes, um, you know, are, are being told to take it or they're just desperate for the subject. Right. So I think that's it a lot. And then they come in and they're just like, Oh, this was, this was good. But they didn't know that. They didn't know I was going to deliver something. So a lot of t- audience members seem to walk in and just kind of hope for maybe the fact that we actually like change our tone in our voices every now and then. That's enough to make it seem like we're different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not AI. We have d- different inflections. Hey, look right. at us. You know, yeah. And now about your deductible, we will do that. Like, like at least we make it animated, right? Well, when you and I were doing our presentation at Hedman, we had a good time. I mean, oh, yeah. and I think I think that's the key is that, you know, look, if you're going to be together for three hours in a class, no, nobody wants to hear me talk for three hours. Nobody. <laughs> my wife, my mom, nobody does. So, you know, try to make it fun. Have those breaks. Try to do something where they're moving around a little bit. Yeah. But the biggest thing is that if I stand up there and I give an infomercial, you know, yeah, I'll get a paycheck at the end of the day, but but what does the audience get? And I think that's what we've really got to figure out as an industry. Yeah. Yeah. I always hold my breath when those surveys come back in. Oh, yeah. For it's sure. It's like, oh, what did I do wrong? Oh, that wasn't that bad. Okay. So, um, <laughs> all right. So, Kevon, let me just share real quick why uh, we had a, a hiatus. So, just um, 
just so the audience members know, and I won't bring this up all the time at all because it's, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. My mother in uh, February was diagnosed with dementia, which we have seen coming and getting the official diagnosis was pretty much like, okay, good, because it put a lot of wheels in motion as far as legal stuff and moving and uh, moving her out of her house and moving her into our house. And she stays with us most of the time. And then she'll go and stay with my dad. But that means that my productivity for my business for podcasts has dropped. And I'm not, I'm not sad about that, Kevin, because I've been able to spend a lot of time with my mom. Yeah. And for people who know me, you know that my mom and I have never had the best relationship. We love each other deeply, but it's oil and water. And now um, it's amazing. We're actually having a good time. We're hanging out. We're talking. We're watching TV together. We're going places together. And I'm not missing that for anything. So, you know, if it, the podcast needed to take a, a hiatus both both mine and this one, and I put a couple other projects on hold. I had a really nice contract with the company, and I passed it on to our friend uh, Michelle Affinato because I just knew my bandwidth was not there. And so I apologize to the, the listeners that we made you wait so long for new episodes, um, but, uh, you know, bear with me, right? Well, I hope that this is, I mean, you know my mantra has always been family first, always. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a time that I think you're showing that to people. And, and I, and I hope it's, it's a, it's a lesson out there and a reminder that we all get so busy and we all run and we're all doing everything to promote our own careers. And sometimes we've got to take a step back and take care of the people who took care of us. And so I I think it's important that you did that. I'm glad you did. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we got to get back into it because we, even though we still talk and we, you know, um, go over all sorts of business stuff. Anyways, like unrecorded. <laughs> Thank God, actually. Thank God most of it's unrecorded. <laughs> um, we do need to get back into this because this needs to give it some more regularity. We owe it to our listeners. And, and yeah, we did hear from people. So we owe it to you bringing it back. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if there's a time that there's a space, know that it's not... Uh, a, a lack of productivity or anything else, but it's more that the, there are important things in life uh, besides uh, what we do for a living sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So with that being said, uh, dear listeners, we thank you for listening to this again. I know after such a long break, you probably were like, oh, these guys again on when it pops <laughs> up in your podcast player. So we appreciate that you listened and we will be back for another edition soon. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.